turn you over in the hands of our pastors, Pastor Fred and Pastor Carolyn Sherrard. Let's give them a hand clap. Praise God. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God for your apostle and uh, thank God for you, the pastor Ramona. Love you guys. Uh, nothing you can do about it. Y'all my modern day heroes. Yeah. Amen. Praise God for each and every one of y'all that made your way, made your way back out and we're going to Let's just let's uh, pray and uh, we're gonna believe God on tonight and we just gonna we're gonna go in see how God uses Is that all right Amen. Father God's name of Jesus we just thank you God we praise you we we lift your holy name up God and God act that you just have your way with us on tonight God humble us even the more God in the name of Jesus and Father we just thank you for your presence I feel your anointing in the house on tonight now God act that you just do what only you can do for us God. Show up, God. Show out for us, God. Give us the strength that we need, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we just praise you for this time. We thank you. And, God, we speak victory over every married couple that come through the threshold of these doors on tonight. God, we speak victory in the name of Jesus. Satan, you have no dominion over us. We belong to God in the name of Jesus. So, God, we ask that you cover us with your blood. Cover our homes, God. Cover our children in the name of Jesus. And Father, it is well. We're gonna we're gonna continue to speak it. We're gonna declare that it is well in our relationship in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just praise you for total victory on tonight. And if, if you believe that, just lift your hands up, shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It is well in our relationships. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, that's good. Come on, sister. <laughs> feel, feel my strength now. All right. Thank so. Pastor uh, 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 Evans for that, that powerful prayer, man. Amen. I just felt Amen. the presence of God up in here. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so we want to be relaxed tonight. Um, we're going to have question and answer time, so don't hold your questions back. This is the time to ask us anything you want to ask us almost. <laughs> anything. Anything. No, anything. Yeah. Um, we pride ourselves on being uh, transparent, uh, just as our leaders, and so we just want to give you the help you need, married or single, uh, seeking to be married, just in a relationship. Period. So we want to be that help on tonight. So uh, all month, the title of uh, we're using as a theme: Love Without Limits. It's going to be the theme for the month. It's the theme for the dinner. And those of you who do not have your tickets, we need you to get one. <laughs> need you to be there because we have so much in store for you, even for the class. So we're going to do this kind of like a talk show. Y'all good with that? Okay. So I'm, um, I was going to say I'm Oprah. But no, <laughs> Here we go. So <laughs> you stop playing. <laughs> so. T tonight, we're going to be talking about love without limits. And so the first question that we're going to present um, to our guests, our apostle and apostle, is in your own words, and then um, we'll answer after you all, what does uh, love without limits mean to you? In your own words, describe what you would say love without limits is. And ladies first. Okay. Good evening. Good. Okay, love without limits. <clears throat> love without limits to me, means unconditional love. And it's a love that's not based on performance. So regardless of what another individual does, you still love them unconditionally. 
how I define love without limits is I think it's only possible to do that um, if you know who you are first. So to be able to love yourself and to be in tune with you, to me, is the only way that you can begin to love somebody else limitless. Now, we know that God is the only one that can love unconditionally, but we are yet mirrors of God's character, right? So in order for us to, for me to be able to love him um, through his flaws and whatever, I have to learn how to love me first. Because whatever affects me, if I'm uh, in a place of unsure or not sure about me and I'm emotional or I'm not healed in area and I've got a lot of unhealed issues, then I cannot effectively deal with the issues that he may have. So that means if I love me unconditionally, I can love him unconditionally. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. All right, Apostle. My, Okay, All right. go ahead. All right, no problem. Uh, unconditional love uh, to me is when you can love a person regardless of what they do and how they act. Uh, to me, love is how you treat somebody. You know, uh, that doesn't mean that, uh, that don't mean I don't confront your behavior. You know, I, I love you. I'm going to continue to treat you right. I'm going to continue to do what I'm supposed to do towards you. But if it's something about you that you're doing that I don't like, I'm going to let you know that I don't like it. So, so it's a, you know, you, you, treat a people, you treat a person right regardless of how they act. Praise God. And my uh, take on that, uh, loving uh, with Linda's is, uh, I mean, I agree with everything they said, the same thing. Uh, just loving your spouse in spite of uh, uh, what they, in, uh, in spite of the anger, if they have an anger issues, if they frustrated, all they downfall, uh, uh, insufficiencies that's in them, in, them, in your, your spouse, uh, you still have to love. And uh, I mean, even when, when they go, when you, when y'all going through rough time, still trying to understand uh, one another, you know, loving without limits. Uh, sometimes it's very difficult, you know, but it can be done. You just have to work at it, you know, again, uh, you see a lot in relationships, and, and, and folks, they're not, they not, they not willing to work on their relationships. Folks giving up, folks quitting, folks throwing in a towel because don't nobody want to uh, uh, humble themselves. That's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the most important. Yeah. Somebody yeah. got to yeah. humble yeah. themselves right. in right. a relationship. Right. You know, you might have one that's growing, and one might be up, and one might be down, but you still have to love with limits. And, and, uh, it's, uh, and again, it's, it's not an easy task. It's work. You know, it's, we got we in 32 years and and and, and still uh, revolving, huh? <laughs> <laughs> still have challenges, you know. Uh, we have and and a lot of the stuff we're talking about, we have we have put a lot of things in in the action, a lot of practice, you know. So I'm not uh, I'm not just saying that I haven't. We experience a lot in our relationship. So, but yeah, in uh, 32 years, man. Uh, still, you know, get a little tight sometimes, but man, we have learned each other, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, love with, with limits, it, you, it can be done, it can, it can happen, but uh, you, you have to, sometimes you have to roll your sleeves up, and uh, yeah. yeah. So, that's my take on uh, love with limits. Without, without limits. Without limits. Without limits. Because we know how to love with limits. Right, yeah. right. That's right. E that's right. easy. Right. That's that's easy. That's easy. So, yeah. so that brings me to the next question. So, do you think that um, where you are now um, and 
where you were before. Would you say that you had a lot of limitations on your love for one another, no limitations, or I don't know? Mm, that's a good question. You can go ahead. No, you can go ahead. <laughs> well, um, I would say the first half of the years that we've been married up until now, and I think you're, what you do is, it's like uh, Pastor Carolyn was talking about, is loving yourself unconditionally. And so there was a time where I didn't love myself unconditionally because I didn't know about unconditional mm -hmm. love. The only type of love I knew about was unconditional was God's love. And even in that, from the teaching, it was like, it was hard to understand how is God loving me unconditionally, but yet the teaching that was received was, you know what I'm saying, that was conditioned on his love towards me. So we're made to feel like when I mess up, uh, when I sin, when I fail God, or it's like when I let God down, and I had to realize and I had to mature and I had to have that relationship with God. So I'm closer to God now than I was back then. So because of that, there was limits, a whole lot of limits. And I didn't know God's love that he had towards me. So knowing God's love that he has towards me causes me to love him uh, without limits. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I would say for me, uh, by me being in ministry, uh, I, I've always practiced treating people right. And I understand that love is not a feeling. I've always understood that, that people, when people think about love first thing, they think there's an emotion there. But you have to love people regardless of how they are. And I don't hold grudges for people. I've never been like that because I know how damaging it is and, and, you know, open up door for different things. So I've always loved her even when I didn't like her. You know, you know, sometimes her attitude, I didn't like it. But I didn't allow that to stop me from being a husband and taking care of my responsibilities, even though I, my flesh didn't want to do it. But I had to make myself do it because I knew it would get me out of character and it would affect my relationship with God. So I still did it anyway, but I didn't want to. Now, that's, that's something that's really good and that's profound because a lot of people won't say, I, I, I love my mate, but I don't like you. You know, who can freely say that and not feel like, well, it's about to be over? <laughs> I like her a lot now. Right. It's 26 years, but at first I did. I mean, because just her attitude, I didn't like it. I mean, I mean, hold up. You know, I'm taking care of you. You got an attitude. That ain't cool. No, I'm just being real right. with you. I mean, y'all had to, had to grow know, into that. Right, exactly. Yeah, we had to grow. We're true in a lot of areas. That's right, absolutely. So that, that um, I forgot my own question already. So, <laughs> um, so I would say I, I had a lot of limits that I was unaware of. Mm, that's true. I, I, I wasn't unaware because I loved him to the point that I knew, that I understood. But as I began to grow, I realized there were a lot of limitations that I placed on how I would treat him based on how he would treat me. Right. Um, or what I would do based on how I felt in the moment. As I grew, I realized, no, how I treat him is how I'm supposed to treat him, period. And it, it wasn't based on how I felt or 
well, you do this to me, then I'm going to do this back. Well, if you don't do this, then I'm not going to do that. You know, or using my body as a uh, as a weapon. Well, you don't treat me right, you don't get nothing. Right. You know, right. bishops say that all right. the time. Right. And, you know, you right. you kind of the facial expression Those that we restrictions. Right. Restrictions. Right. You had to tune out. Those are restrictions. Right. Right. I said that was <laughs> that was the restriction. And, 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 and you just opened yeah. up a can of worms. Yeah, because. Because. Okay, go ahead. I, I did say it. Something. I mean, I did that. You know, and, because it's like, well, you don't deserve it. And that's dangerous if your su- husband got a, a high sex drive. Yeah, absolutely. His sex drive high. You tripping? Yeah, yeah. And people don't want to just say, well, you know, well, what you want to do, Susie down the street will. Right. Well, then you mad. Right. But you sent them down there. Right. So but now it, your feelings hurt. And there was times where even when I wanted to make love, she would uh, uh, renege on me. And early on, it would piss me off. Right. You know. I right. Mean, like, we would be like you, about to put the gloves on. Your body do not belong right. to you. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, I'm talking uh, about real fights, like yeah. right, you know, like real fights, right? Exactly. I mean, not real, just real. like no argument, like yeah, you get off the bed. I'm going to the other room. <laughs> <laughs> you got who I am, <laughs> but uh, moving but, right along. I mean, it's right. real stuff, right? But no, that's it's the real. immature, that's yeah. the immature side yeah. of not understanding that you know maybe there were some things that I was really going through, but I didn't feel comfortable enough to say. You know, something's going on with me, you know, physically, you know, in my body, anything, but just no. And so it was unfair not to express the real, the truth about what you really felt. Yeah, so good. there were limitations that I was unaware of. Right. That's good. And again, you have to uh, learn your spouse. You have to, you know, know how they jive and everything. And uh, as you start uh, uh, maturing, a lot of things just fall in place, you know. So, I mean... I'm, I'm to the point now, I don't have to come through the room, you know, hanging off the chandelier, you know. If I get it, it's cool. If not, I just lay up under, you know. I'm, 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 I'm wiser now, you understand what I'm saying? You know, so. That's good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and this 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 thing of uh, limits, unlimits, man, I, really, you don't even think about this stuff in your relationship until yeah. you start going through and God start unlocking mysteries in your life, you know, as you go through, you know. I didn't think about uh, limitations and limits. Right. You know. Right. We didn't know. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't know. You know, we didn't have no pre-constant when we got married. We didn't. I mean, y'all blessed for real. Yeah. To hear this, we didn't. We didn't get none of this when we uh, was coming through the ranks. And then it was so on the surface, the constant that we did get. Yeah. My thing: if you've been married fifty years, you can't tell me nothing. Come on. I have a problem with that. And and we didn't really get no no good in-depth constant about. You know, you're going to deal with this. This going to happen in your marriage. I didn't hear all that. So a lot of stuff I didn't know. Yeah. I learned over time. So while you've you know, got the mic, uh, Apostle, talk about that surface, surface counseling or just being um, giving people just the surface of what the marriage is about opposed to literally giving them the, the, the nuts and bolts of this thing right. so that they can literally uh, achieve a great marriage. Right. Uh, that's important. Uh, I when I counsel people, I get in people's business. I pull stuff out of them. I'm asking you, you know, have you been molested before? Right. Um, uh, how many kids do you have? Um, just, diff- you know, how's your finances? What, what's your credit score? I go in depth when I ask people questions. Uh, you got any mental issues that you know of? You on medicine? I ask those questions. People get offended, right. but I ask right. questions, and I'm asking so y'all can see what y'all getting into. Right. You know, so so... 
I don't play with people. I've, I've counseled people, and I say, I can't marry you because she, she got some schizophrenic ways. And, and they were like, I ain't got no schizophrenic ways. Okay, but then, then they got divorced. Why y'all get divorced? She has some schizophrenic ways. And I love them enough to tell them that right. up front. You know, I don't play with folks. When, when it comes to this, I'm going to tell you the truth. One, one couple, they was all like, we don't want to get married now. Yeah. Uh, since we talked to you. It's because I, I went into to some in-depth stuff to let them know, this is what you finna get into. Right. This is how he is. Or can, you, can you handle this? This is how she is. Can you handle it? You sure? And we quick to say yes. But when you get in it, now you want a divorce. But I already told you. You know, so I, I really challenge folks. And if I see something, I'm going to say it. their issues because we did ask the same questions. You know, what was your childhood like? Mm -hmm. You know, what type of relationship do you have with your parents? And so most times when you stop right there, what kind of relationship do you have? I have a great relationship with my parents. So then we dig a little bit deeper. So what is great to you? And then when they start talking about it, then you find that something comes out where it really wasn't so great. It wasn't so great. And that's and so when they start bagging back. Then they start bagging back. And retreating back. And they don't want to want to really go deep, but would you not rather go deep before time that you get into it and that you've committed your life to this person? You literally shouldn't just commit with the mindset, it, pop, it may, if it happens, if it doesn't work, I can just get out. Right. Because now you're forgetting that you didn't just commit to this person, but you also committed to God. That's true. You know, you committed yourself before God to this person till death do you part. part. And we'll, we'll run right through that till death do us part. You know, because you, you just smile at each other. <laughs> I do. Till death do us part. <laughs> Until he do. And you be like, well, maybe I could I kill him first? Right. <laughs> so, right. and, and sometimes, you know, we do good. You know, uh, all is well. You know, you're doing good in your relationship. But as soon as something happens, that's when uh, uh, you start putting restrictions on that person. Right. You know, if things ain't going the way you want them to go, you know, you, you start shutting down, you start making excuses, you start just doing things that you really shouldn't do. And, not, and that's a, and I, and I always call that a selfish act. Yeah. I, I believe that's one of the things that's destroying marriage is the selfishness. Yeah. You know, marriage should be given and taken. If you're doing all the giving and another person doing all the taking, that's an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. And it's a lot of relationships like that where one person doing everything and the other person just receiving it. And, and it's just, it's, it's, that's not cool. Let me say this before I move on. When I'm counseling folks, I say, how much, how often y'all want to have sex? She say, once a month. He say, five, seven days a week. Y'all going to have a problem. So, so people, a lot of counselors don't even talk about sex. That's a big issue in a marriage. So if you only want to have, do some once a week, and he want to do some seven days a week, that's going to be an issue. So that y'all need to talk about that. I believe that ongoing counseling is, is, um, is very key, and I think in any relationship. And I think starting off is, it's like, it's therapy. It's really yeah. what it is, you know. Um, and I think the greatest thing to do 
in anybody's life is to do self-therapy. So if I do self-therapy upon myself, when I go into a counseling session, it, was, it shouldn't be hard for me to answer the question because I already went in deep within myself. be delivered and to be healed and to be free, you know. And then just like she said in the beginning, loving yourself first. And me loving God and knowing God's love towards me. And he said when you see that, then he imitates that. We imitate what he, his love that he has toward me. And we can do that towards each other. So that brings me to the next question. So how would you say um, that you would deal with changed because it did bother him, but how do you deal with your mate when that's who you're expressing? I don't like that, but they won't change. What is the, is that a deal breaker that you just, I can't do it? Or how would you suggest to deal with a situation? At first it was, it was frustrating at first. And just like you say, doing the self, looking into yourself. So when you're in a relationship, and it doesn't even have to be a marriage relationship, it can be any type right. of relationship. Right. Right. When you're in a relationship and you have expressed to a person, you know, um, what you don't like or what you like or what bothers you or, or irritates you or upsets you, and it seems like the situation is not changing, then what I found is then I have to change. Somebody has to switch. Somebody has to make the change. Because you know how they say when you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's yeah, it's, it's insanity. insanity yeah. So how do you get the situation to change? Somebody has to change, and if that person won't change, then you have to change. That doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with you, because because for a while it was kind of like, well, why do I gotta? You know what I'm saying? It seems like you know I'm on the other end of the stick, and why do I have to? You know, take this and succumb. It doesn't seem, at first, it seems like that's what it is. But really, what you're doing is, and you know, the Bible talks about we have to have peace. And I found out what would irritate him is when, if something really, really bothers me, I won't like say anything until it like it actually changes my Two mood. Weeks. Yeah, two when weeks. it changes my mood, I'm like, <laughs> I gotta get it out.
said that to say because you get so many people that say, oh, you get divorced. I, I keep getting the short end of the stick. Why do I have to keep getting the short end of the stick? I mean, when are you going to do something? Because I keep getting the short end of the stick. You know, you get, you get that pressure of I can't seem to get you to make the change. So I agree with you. Then somebody has to make the change. Well, let me say this. First of all, you can't change nobody. Only person you can change is yourself. And, and then the scripture talks about being long-suffering. There's some stuff you have to put up with, yes, you know, yes. with people. You, know, you made a choice to marry this person, so you can't just give up on them right away. You, some stuff, some days I just had to tolerate her attitude. I did. I didn't like it. But, but I had to tolerate her attitude to keep from getting the attitude. Mm, that's good. You know, because, I mean, you know, you, you ain't said nothing for a week. You, you know what I'm saying? It's stuff got to, it's, right, it's right. things have to be done. Yes. So we got to work together. So what I should do, I should do what I need to do. I get it done. And I'll talk to you when you come off whatever you want. Yes. You know, no, I'm just being real. That, that's how I did. I had to deal with her because I'm a business person. I like to get stuff done. I don't like stuff to be out of order. So instead of me waiting on her to get her emotions or whatever she was going through, I went on and did what I was supposed to do. And then when you come back to yourself, then okay, we'll take it up from there. Yeah. But okay. that's I had to right. deal with that. Yeah. I mean, you know. And I, I, with me, I was just a, I was just stubborn man. I was just a stubborn little bull. She would uh, explain different things to me, you know. And I was just, I didn't want to hear at it. I didn't. And a lot of a lot of stuff was going on with me, you know. Uh, inside, a lot of stuff was happening. Insecurity, you know, all that, you know. Sometimes we just don't want to admit that we might not know how to do something or might right. we don't admit that I just don't know. So I would, the walls would go up and I would just act like I knew what I was talking about, didn't know, didn't have a clue, you know. <laughs> right. And, and, uh, that, and that, that, yeah. that puts a real strain on a relationship, you yeah. know what I mean? You know, you walking around trying to figure stuff out. She, and some of the stuff she already knew, she just waiting on me to come clean. And, I, and, I, yeah. and sometimes I still have a problem coming clean, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's work. Yeah, it is. It's work. And, and to say that, I mean, and it's like the transparency. Because it, it don't make you less than a man, you know, no. to tell your wife, babe, I just don't, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I'm, That's right. I'm clueless. Or I don't even understand it. It was a lot of stuff I just, I, I missed, you know. So, it, it just, I mean, these, these honest conversations, man, it help you in your relationship. Ask me how I know because I've done it, you know. It, it, it helps. It works. You know, I had to learn how to be sensitive to her because I wasn't. Man, I'm from the streets. Uh, hey, let's get it on. That's what my mentality was. So God had to break me, and he's still working on me in that area. But I had to be become a little more sensitive to her instead of just, you know, okay, you going over there. I'm going to go in my corner, too. And you I know, was so going to say that, you know, I was going to ask both of you all that, being that you guys are both from the streets, and it's, it's going to attest to help somebody that's even watching that, um, what was the process, like you said, learning how to be sensitive or learning how to succumb to, I'm not the bruh, I'm not one of your bruhs, I'm not, I'm not her, right. you know, so you think that you're talking to me a certain way, and I'm like, no, that's off limits, you can't, right. no, you can't talk to me, like, or your voice is so elevated, but you think that you're just, you know, that talking, was, just kind of talking about that. And that was my that. mindset, why right. are you talking to me like this, right. you know? I, I've been fighting all my life, y'all. Right, right. Your fighting words, right? Yeah, I've been fighting all my life. I got right. eight brothers. I had to be tough 
in the house. So when I came outside, I was ready. Right. I was ready. <laughs> Ain't that right, Warren? <laughs> Don't nobody else in here know me. Warren know me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it's, I mean, just, you know, we just, you know, we, we have, we be on this eagle trip as men, you know, you know, tough guy, you know. And so I, I dare you, who you talking to like that? You know, right. so, but I had to make some adjustments in my yeah. relationship. You know, I had to humble myself, you know, and, uh, and, and adhere to what she was saying. You know, you got to, you got to hear their hearts, y'all. Brother, I'm talking to the brothers now. Yeah. Got to hear their hearts. Yeah. Got to feel their hearts, you know, when they're explaining something, but you're trying to let you know. It, it, it's, it's, it sounds simple, man, but we struggled in this area. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to let them get it out. Uh. I, I read what Jesus said. He was a lion and a lamb. So I said, well, I can't be hard all the time. <laughs> right, right. You know, right, it, yeah. I got to be a little softer. And then she's sensitive. Yeah. You know, so I said, well, man, I, I got to be a little more sensitive. <laughs> so, so no, nah, it, right. it was a breaking. Yeah. It was yeah. a breaking and a molding and a making. And, and it gave me balance. Yeah. You know, where do you think I'm at now with that? Uh, <laughs> on a scale of one <laughs> to ten. I'm talking about just being, I'm talking about being like for a sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm probably now probably about an eight. What you think? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you would know. Yeah. You got to be the judge. You yeah. got to judge. Because if we're gonna be together the rest of our life, then you got to change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you can't you can't remain the same. We've been married going on 26 years next month. Mm -hmm. You got to change. Yeah. You can't just stay the same person. Yeah. So I had to change in order to grow. Mm -hmm. And and the you know the longer we've been together, I understand her more yeah. than I did when I first married her. Learning ourselves and then learning our mate. And, you know, I listen to other, you know, marriage. Um, people do um, sessions on marriage. And so they, um, it was take your, uh, being self selfless. And I think we cannot love without limits be because we're selfish. So I'm thinking about myself. I'm always thinking about myself you know you don't talk to me this way you know you don't do this this is what I, I don't like this is what you know I want to be done and it's not being done we think about ourselves, but loving without limits is selfless so I had to take my mind off of myself do my self work my self therapy on me work on me and then study my mate I heard somebody say study your mate Seriously, study your mate because the Bible talks about a, a, a husband loving his wife mm -hmm. because he learns her, you know. So not just him studying me, but me studying him. So we want to take a moment uh, for a few questions. There's a mic on each side. Um, step to the mic, speak in the mic, and we're going to do a few questions and answers before we move on to the next 
Feel Portia. free to talk it. Just are, are, are you, you all getting anything? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Mr. J. Pull the mic down a little bit. Is the mic on over here? No, oh, okay. Perfect. Testing, testing. Yes, I would like to say we never experienced something like this coming up in church. And y'all doing a, a beautiful job, an outstanding job. What I was dealing with, I had to learn how to deal with myself. I'm trying to correct my wife, and God said it was me. And so I, I'm, as I mature in God more and more, he teaching me how to do this, walk through this. You know, there's walk through what he want me to do. He want me to love my wife unconditionally because we all got issues. But I'm learning as I grow and watch y'all too, I'm, I'm, I'm catching on, I'm catching on. And I, as being a man, you don't have to be right all the time. Come on up in here, somebody. You don't have to be right all the time. Le learn how to yield to your mate, and I'm learning that too. Our, our home is it's so much peace in there. I said, Lord, I thank you. Because I don't like to be around a lot of confusion and stuff like that. But I, I thank you. And uh, keep doing what you're doing because it's working. Amen. Amen. Uh, can you all remind us the importance of equal yoke? Why should we have someone of equal yoke to us? Can you remind, because somebody on Facebook or somebody here might not understand why we should be equally yoked. That's it. Well, I, I'll say this. Just because you say it don't mean you're equally yoked. You can marry somebody that's saved and you all don't gel. Right. You know, so in, in, in growing up in church, they emphasized it. Make sure you marry somebody that's saved. Yeah, but what about somebody that's responsible? You know, somebody that, that want to work. But they didn't emphasize that part. They just emphasized the saved part. And just because we saved don't mean that we're going to get along with each other. So it's not just you all being saved, but you need to find out, uh, do you all, you know, do you, you all save money? Uh, what y'all like to do outside of church? It's other stuff you need to find out about this person uh, and, you know, for them being saved also. But it's other stuff you need to find out. I was going to you know. say the same thing. Equally yoked is a variety of things. So we, we, we box everything in salvation. to salvation, everything into salvation. So because I'm saved and you saved, so we get married. But like you said, but um, we, don't, we, we have no social skills. Right. You know, we don't right. like the same things. We don't have to like exactly right. the same thing. But I like to travel. You don't like to go anywhere. Um, I like people, and you don't like people. Right. You know, that's called a problem. You know, but right. it's like, it it's, does. that's a problem. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm very family-oriented, and you hate your family. <laughs> right. You know, right. But, yeah. but, I mean, yeah. you have people. You you know, have, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm around my family all the time, and it's like, I've never seen your mom. Do, do, she, <laughs> do she exist? It's like, oh, yeah, she's been over there. You know, so it's like, you learn this stuff after you get married. Right. So it's like, you know, all of that learning one another and asking those deep questions is going to really to let you know, are we equally yoked? You know, I, do I like um, 
a variety of, of clothes. I, I mean, I like a fashionable man. I like I like you to have some swag. So if I'm meeting you and your swag is down, that's important. Right, that's important. That's important. I know that was carnival. But it's the truth, you know. So if we go on somewhere and you come in with this satin suit on, and I'm like, I'm like, I forgot to check that. No, <laughs> no that was funny. That was a real story, though. <laughs> that was when we first met. She told me I was country looking. I had on a, a I come on from fresh out the penitentiary. I had on me a, 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 a suit from Wolf's. Anybody remember Wolf's? That's, that, that was a. Uh, High-end store. She told yeah. me, I was cool. That's I had a, had a long tail coming down my hair. I was going to lace it with some gold. She's like, man, you got to get that cut. I said, where you get this outfit? I was like, tripping. <laughs> Y'all remember that movie? Back then, What's that movie? Back then, $500 suit. <laughs> <laughs> had my little he snake skins on. Wait, he bought that before he got locked up. So when he came home, <laughs> he said, it's going to be the same way. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that, that movie, I'm going to get you, sucker, when he got out of jail. He said, it's going to be the same way. I was like, oh. Well, she pointed out some stuff. Yeah, I was I like, took no, you, to it, you know. Yeah, you can't do that. You're going you're gonna to need to cut that tail. I was going to get a lace fade. with some gold. She tripping. I'm like, I'm going to wrap my, I'm going to wrap this tail with some gold. I was like, no. That's I when church was, Back then, I was 32 was like, in the waist, pretty in the face. <laughs> Couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> entails a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. So don't just, you know, for those singles, don't just be attracted to a man because he's saved. Because as the apostle always say, you can be saved and crazy. So that's the part you don't want. You don't want, and you don't want to find saved, that out be later. Be saved and not delivered. Yeah, and yeah. not even to try to get delivered. <laughs> you know, so yeah, we just get caught up on that we saved and period. And as we're seeing and as we're learning here, that's not it. That's not it. I discovered you could be saving a lot of things. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of things. Elder Moore, Elder question. Moore. To Apostle and to the pastors as well, maybe you all can kind of uh, elaborate on what I'm going to say. Um, in a marriage, uh, like you start off young, you don't really know uh, a lot of stuff. I know me, I say me, like I'm on my second marriage. Let me say that. Okay, I, I've been divorced before, so. I know about the ups and downs of a marriage, you know, the, the highs and lows. But when I first started off, I didn't know what agape was. That's a type of love. Mm -hmm. It's the love of God. I didn't know that filio was brotherly love. And yeah. I didn't know that eros was, you know, more of a sexual, yeah. sensual love. And with these three different types of love, I was void of understanding on how to love because I only knew of one. And I realized when I had got into a relationship what people tend to do, people try to manipulate love. And people equate love to feelings. How you feel. And so sometimes people, what they'll try to do, they'll try to manipulate your feelings well, if you really love me or if you really feel for me, you'll do this for me. And that was something that I ran into, okay? But when I learned that the agape love, that God love, that where God so loved the world that he gave, 
that type of love was like a, a reconcile, a reconciliation, and you cannot manipulate reconciliation. So I've learned now, you know, like on my second marriage, man, I, I, I really experienced it in real love, you know, and when you, like, you all mentioned this, like one person going their corner, this person going their corner, okay, you know, it's time to reconcile. And you cannot manipulate reconciliation you ha because that's alignment, you know, and I just kind of wanted maybe one of you all to kind of talk on how people tend to do that in relationships to say, well, if you really love me, you'll do this or you'll do that. And you know that your spouse can only do so much. Right. I, th I think some people, uh, they try to m manipulate the relationship. Uh, both have hidden agendas, you know, and uh, it, it, it might not come out right away, but it, it, it comes out eventually, you know. People have hidden agendas, uh, uh, wrong motives and stuff. That, that makes sense to anybody? Yeah, a, a lot of people, they got a lot of uh, issues from their past. Yeah. You, you, you may marry somebody and you don't know they're insecure. Yeah. Or you don't know they have low self-esteem. And they've been damaged from previous relationships. So really, you really don't know what you're getting until you get it. True. To be honest. And, and like I said, the times we're living in now, you know, uh, back then when we got married, nobody said anything. Right. They want you to think everything is fine. But it's not. Right. You know, it, marriage, marriage is a process like anything else. And it takes years to get to a place where y'all can get along and work together. But most people never get there because they give up because it's right. hard. Yeah. And, and people say marriage is easy. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. Marriage is work. And in order for you all to love each other, you got to die to yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you ain't willing to die, y'all not going to last. Right. You know, so, you know. Yes. Good evening, everyone. Um, I ain't married. I'm just single. That's what single people's in the house tonight. Make some noise, that's single good. people. Woo -hoo. Woo -hoo. We up in here tonight. Let us in with the married, but we here. But uh, on a real note, 
My question is, when you guys touched on being saved, meeting a mate that's saved, uh, as a single woman, I have met people, but they are not all saved. And uh, for coming from a single woman standpoint and meeting someone that's not saved, I always, my leader always told us that's going to be hills on wheels because we're going to have a difficulty with that. And, um, but it's not a lot of men that's in the church these days. And in our church, y'all got them all. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I'm just be 50 years old this year, and what I see, I know the people younger than me see, it's, it's really difficult to get somebody that's saved. And I'm like you, First Lady, uh, when something happens, I shut down, and that's a problem. And I'm trying to change that to make better in that level. But as a single woman, how do we tap into that when there's not a lot of saved men? So I would say you're going to meet people, period, along the way. Uh, I'm first to say you cannot change anybody, but I don't think that it's always necessary to immediately shut the door on an individual because, quote, he's not saved. Because maybe right away he's not your partner, but he could be an assignment. So he could be somebody that you can be a light to, that you your life can shine, that who you are could draw him to Christ. And in the moment and over time, it could possibly be him or not. But I think a lot of single Christian women and men have the tendency that as soon as somebody approaches you to meet you, you immediately are shutting it down because you're not saved. But okay, but I can't get saved. And it's not saying that you, you know, you've got to spend an applicable amount of time with this person, but you would know your own limitations. How do we draw a person because even, like I'm saying, even if it's not your mate, how do you draw, he's still a soul that needs to be saved. So how do we draw men to the church? By just keep telling them, well, you're not saved. And so I can't do that. You know, I can't, I can't really even talk to you. It could turn into something or not. And then the next part to that is that because most things you meet someone that's single, the most dominant conversation is sex. You know what I'm saying? So they always that sex level there before you even know understand anyone. You got to ship. I mean, not me. I'm, 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 just, saying. I'm just saying you can yeah. ship that conversation. Yeah, because you do. I think they was they men men do what you allow them to do, or women, and not just what you allow them to do. But if you present yourself as a lady, you can talk about sex all you want to, but that don't mean it's penetrating my mind. I'm going to shift you to what I'm going to talk about, so that you can know who I am and where I stand. You just can't approach me any kind of. But in it, if you don't like that, then you move on right along. <laughs> move right along. And then they'll respect that. Yeah. Right. Respect I was going to say that. Yeah. If you really want a man, don't give him none. Right. If, you, if he can get you, he's not going to marry you. That's just the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then my, I would say, too, uh, in regards to uh, you believing God for a spouse, I would take advantage of that time to get myself together. You know, because you got, you know, some people, they want somebody to come and sweep them off their feet. And you ain't bringing nothing to the table. So I work on my credit. Uh, you can't cook, work on my cooking skills. I would, I would just work on myself uh, as I'm waiting on God to send somebody. Because uh, what's wrong with a lot of people, they're not prepared for marriage. They're not ready for marriage. You ain't got no money saved. So what you bring to the table? I know I, I want him to bring this. Well, what you bring? Oh, I ain't got nothing. Well, it ain't going to work. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> okay. Um, I want to know what are some of the things that um, in your marriage that your parents uh, helped you uh, in your marriage? I mean, you know, the things that you saw growing up in your parents that are instilled in you that are some things that are helping you in your marriage. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, anybody yes. can ask. Okay. My parents were consistent. Okay. Consist mm -hmm. Consistency and, um, and sticking with it. They were married until, you know, my father, you know, transitioned. So that's what I saw. Mm -hmm. I saw endurance. Mm -hmm. You know, love is patient. Love is long-suffering. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say it was the unconditional uh, type of love, you know, because there was some frustration there. But I think it's when you look at yourself and you see what you're not getting, you know, that you feel that you, should that you deserve to have, mm -hmm. and of course frustration sets in, but they never stopped doing what they were supposed to do. And I also saw that in, in him, in my husband, mm -hmm. and that's how their parents, his parents were. Well, do you think sometimes uh, growing up and seeing your parents, uh, some are, that are together and aren't together, do you think that that has a lot of uh, influence on w how you view marriage, a marriage, and what a marriage should be? I, I would say yes. I mean, like me, I had the pleasure of my dad being in my life. Mm -hmm. I saw what a man was. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, my dad was consistent. He was strong. He took mm -hmm. care of business. He did. He was a great father to me, even though he had flaws. Mm -hmm. But I saw a man. So I had that example before me. So that, I believe that's why I turned out the way I did, because I had my father. Mm -hmm. Had my father been in my life, I don't know how it would have turned out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, but seeing my father, I mean, my father was consistent. I mean, diligent. And I was like, wow. And I had the same characteristics. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and I'm the type of man, I'm going to make sure stuff done. It don't matter how I feel like it. Mm -hmm. Because I learned that from my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Now, it looked different with me. My, my dad wasn't in my life. I really didn't have no role model. All my role model was Simpson Sinclair. And I mean, I learned who my daddy was later on. So I didn't, I didn't see no. I mean, uh, other role models on television, you know, uh, Eva, Eva, and all these little <laughs> things like that. But I just, I just, yeah, I'm just. I mean, I just, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see yeah. that in my household. Yeah. You know, it was yeah, choke a stick, kill a brick. You know. But uh, Pastor Fred, <laughs> let me ask you this: By your father not being in your life, and by you being married now, do you think that that kind of helped you seeing what he didn't do that you yeah, do? Yeah, it made me want to do better. But yeah. Yeah, I was carrying a lot of baggage, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and I, a lot of it I had to get to God. Mm -hmm. God, I'm saved. I'm, I'm confused about a lot of stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. So God had to help me in this area. He had to, he, he had to break me in some areas, you know, and yet mm -hmm. still breaking me in some areas. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and, and the help of my wife, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, we have some serious, <laughs> serious battles, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, had to, I had to humble myself and take heed to some of the stuff she was, you know. It, it made sense, but it didn't make sense to me. Sometimes you can you can be doing things 
and you can be totally on the left side of the choice. You're doing things and it's not the right thing, but in your mind you think it's the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so I had to learn a lot of this stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and listening. Yeah, and without that. fighting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah, so, yeah. and my parents uh, were divorced, so um, I didn't. Why when they were married, I don't recall seeing an unhealthy marriage. Mm -hmm. So I don't. To be perfectly honest. I don't even know why they divorced because it appeared to us as kids that everything was fine. Mm -hmm. So I can respect the fact that they kept certain things out of our visual. But um, I can say what I learned from each of them individually because they both were very strong, determined people mm -hmm. and they were focused people. Mm -hmm. They just didn't get along with each other. But they didn't have uh, they didn't have a battle like relationship as they were apart, but it just didn't work. But but they had great uh, work skills and um, entrepreneur skills, and they were successful people outside of the marriage. But when I decided to get married, my mindset was I'm only doing this once. Mm -hmm. I'm only doing this one time. So that makes me put a lot of effort into. Um, the things that I don't like, I'm constantly changing, and I've, I've made a vow to myself that if he never changes, I'm going to keep changing mm -hmm. because it's important to me to grow, mm -hmm. and I don't want to be a fraud up here. I don't want to be up here doing something or um, saying things to you all mm -hmm. that I'm literally not trying to do, mm -hmm. and I saw a lot of that as in Christendom and in my saved life, mm -hmm. watching people that I thought were doing certain things to just to come to the knowledge of Oh, you're not what? What? Mm. You know, it was it was shocking. Mm -hmm. It was shocking because people portray things that they're not, and so I'm very conscious of not. I'm just who I am, so I'm not trying to be impressive. I'm not trying to be over the top. I'm just me, and I'm trying to please God. Mm -hmm. And I want to be a great wife. Mm -hmm. So even if he quote falters, I know that he's not doing it because he's just being just evil and mean. I know that there's things that are in him that it, it wants to come out, but we are all unlearned. Mm -hmm. So my patience level with him is expanding more and more as I'm seeing faults in myself. Because I'm like, well, God is extremely patient with us because mm -hmm. I never did what he did for a long time. <laughs> for a long time, I wasn't obedient, even though I would say that I, I was. You know, I would say to myself, I am obedient. But in my mind, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because God has unctioned me to do certain things, and it took me years just to say yes. So when I'm asking him to do things, I'm reminding that it took it took me years to do this for God. How dare I just say I'm done? Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. all, my all my bridges been burned. I ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> I'm scared she might try to do something to me. <laughs> I'm in this thing for the long haul, y'all. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say, um, you know, they came off the streets, and it, when you asked that question, it reminded me about relationship with my father. I could go to him and talk to him about anything. I can ask him whatever question and he would like, he had, I just had his undivided attention. Mm -hmm. And I, I could sit in his lap, you know, he was mm -hmm. hugging on me and kissing me and talking to me. And I think that's, and that affected mm -hmm. our relationship mm -hmm. in the beginning mm -hmm. because, you know, 
just like I say, he had the elevated voice. I'm thinking, why are you hollering at me? You know, because my father was just, you know, it was I was just his, oh, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> I wanted, you know, I think I wanted that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. from my from my from my husband. Mm -hmm. So it was traits that he had, and what I really liked was the relationship he had with my father. But Tell him about it. My father switched his attention from me to him. To him. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. wow. How did that make you feel? I didn't know. But I was jealous. Oh, mm -hmm. oh I'm almost like I feel it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel it right now. <laughs> Bless your little but, heart. <laughs> when I say, oh my God, because he'll be, they'll be talking, yeah. But what do you call you, preacher man or something? <laughs> and uh, ask, asking him these questions, and I had the answer too. <laughs> you know, so when I kind of jump in and get my answer, he'll be like, so preacher man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the beginning of our marriage, that, that affected mm -hmm. our marriage the last couple of years. I can love her daddy. <laughs> he, said, he looked at me, he said, man, you got a distinct look. He said, well, one day you're gonna be rich. He told me that. We got along real well. Yeah, yeah. And that's important. You know, some people say, well, I'm just married to you. I'm not married to your family. I mean, I don't have to get along with your mom or your dad. It's a package deal. It's a package deal. Yeah, and I think you should fight to get along with uh, your in-laws. Okay, so yeah. you guys have some questions from Facebook. Okay. Uh -oh. Okay, the first question is, how do you date being saved? So, look on the camera and tell them, how do you date being saved? I would say, first of all, you know, if, you're, if your church has a ministry for singles, I think you need to be a part of that. Uh, also, uh, when we met, we went out with a group of people when we went out. We, we were never alone uh, at first, but when we first met, we went out with a group of people out to dinner, out to movies and stuff like that, and we got to know each other like that. Uh, so I would say uh, definitely go out with a group of people. If, if you're saved... You need to get your, your your leader involved with it because he may see something that you can't see. Uh, you know, because what happens to people, they get involved with people and then they, they get emotionally tied, then find out, you know what, well, this ain't the person and it's hard for you to break it off. So so you have to be real careful, but I think it's, it's important to get other people involved uh, in your day, I would say. Yeah, I, I agree too. And I, I think that before you start that dating period, Again, I think it's so important to be in tune with you. If you know that you are not good with, um, you know, the opposite sex by yourself, then as you say, you know, dating groups. And and I'm saying dating groups. I know we're all grown, but so that, like you say, those soul ties are not going to take root before you really even know who you're dealing with. Because I just want to be around somebody because I've been by myself so long. So sometimes we settle, men and women. It's not just the women that settle, but sometimes men and women settle where I'm just gonna deal with him or her because I just been by myself so long. So and they talk and we have fun and we laugh, but then you realize after you tie to them, there's some things that's not so great, not so kosher. So be very careful about who you allow to tie yourself to that's true. Uh, early yeah. on. Just be, be cautious, you know, be cautious of that. And that's something that I was never taught, you know, 
maybe we just it's a like you, we date, and we just go out every single day until we don't. Now I'm crushed, and I'm sad, and I'm depressed because he just ghosted me out of nowhere. But if you were more um, focused on how you're dating and who you're meeting, you won't let that person get that close before it's time. I think I would also, before I start dating somebody, I would talk to my leader and leadership and find out, you know, talk to them and then, you know, maybe maybe meet with both of you all before you go out, you know, because, you know, you may find out something right off the bat and it ain't even worth going out with this person. You know, I, that's what I would do. Okay, next question says, can two people build together collectively coming into a partnership or is it best to heal as individuals first? I definitely think you need to heal first. Can two people heal together collectively coming into a partnership? Or is it best to heal as individuals first? So you're saying can, can if he and I met and we both have a lot of unhealed issues, can we come together and heal together? No. No, I, I don't. I think it's important, again, you get people that jump from relationship to relationship to relationship because they don't know themselves. Right. And if you, you've got all this baggage and you, you're taking it to each relationship, how, I mean, how successful can that be? Okay, the uh, last question I have is, what should you do if your mate is the one who needs to change and is holding your marriage back or stopping it from moving forward, and they are refusing to do any kind of serious counseling, and it's keeping us stuck. Wow. You have to change. You have to make. You have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. You cannot live your life based on what someone else is doing, and a lot of times in in, in relationships we have a tendency to do that. We're I'm on hold waiting for my mate to change. No, I have to change. Not saying that I'm leaving the relationship. Now if it's toxic, yes, mm -hmm. but if it's not, then I have to change. My happiness is not based on the individual's performance yeah, yeah, yeah. and you should never make it. And if you have, then it's like the buck it stops today. Just talking about that, uh, and I mean, I'm kicking. Well, I'll be 60 in August, so he's just saying, if a person don't change, then you stay with them. And I say, you just close your eyes. <laughs> I'm serious. Just close your eyes and think. You you got another 15 or 20 years left. You know, I'm 69, so close. What, what you come up with? What, what you it's come like up with? Can, can, is this a deal breaker? Yeah. I mean, so if this is, am I asking you to change your whole being or am I just asking you to change something? Okay, if you don't change, is this a deal breaker? And as uh, Lady Trice keeps saying, you just change. If it's not a deal breaker, then you shift in a way that, okay, I can deal with this. This is just not life threatening. I can deal with this. You know, but if everything else. Right, as long as it's not tight. If everything else is working and this one thing, I'm just saying I, I don't like it, okay, why am I allowing it to just totally destroy my peace and my joy? No, let's just, let me just shift. It's just not that serious. So 
I'm happy with the 15 things that are going great. Yeah. This one thing, come on, just let it go. Because we ponder on, sometimes we ponder on things. It can be 15 great things, but we are making the just biggest one. deal out of the yeah. one thing that's not so great. Yeah. Yes, you are. Not no more. <laughs> not no more. Uh, go ahead, question. My question is, um, just in today's culture, it seems like um, women are, they're so adamant about being a boss, and I'm a boss, and I make boss moves. So my question is to the ladies specifically, how do you guys um, handle, or how, how would you advise a woman who is independent, who's a decision maker, who's a type A um, submission? You know what I mean? So I think, and I want to hear from both ladies because it seems like you guys are married to, they have different personalities. So I would like to hear from both of you guys, how do you handle submission and then with hand, being submissive without feeling like you're cowering, you know? Well, I, I mean, I handle submission well because I know who I am. I'm very secure in me. So me coming up underneath him and the things that uh, he says or that he wants to do, or you, you can take, you can take the full, all of it. I mean, I don't have to do anything, but I'm still a boss in my own right. You know, wh what I do as far as my business, and I don't boast um, or practice boasting that I can do this, this, that, and the other. I'm always inclusive of him, no matter what. Even if he's not interested in it, I'm still saying, this is what's going on, this is what I want to do, what do you think? And, and he may say, oh, I don't think so much, I don't even care. And so, <laughs> then that's great, you know, that's great too, but, I never do anything in and of myself because I'm always conscious that this is still a partnership. Even if he gives me full leeway to do whatever I want, how I want, I mean, and a lot of times he does. It, it, he's not threatened by what I do or he don't do or me making more money or him make, We Everything that we have is in one pot and we're just free to just do what we need to do but take care of business first. So I don't have a problem submitting to him because he makes submitting easy, so I should say that. I don't, he doesn't pressure me to do and to be this person that I'm not. I'm a talker. Some men's like, I could not have no one who talk too much. <laughs> but I thank God for him because he has let me just talk all day. Every, every <laughs> now and then I would tell her to shut up. <laughs> see smoke coming out of her. I'd shut up. <laughs> I, I did it on purpose, you know. Right. I, it just sent us to the moon. I said, shut up. <laughs> but, I mean, he just lets me, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't shun me, you know, so I just have that freedom. And so, because he doesn't, sometimes I, I would just be quiet, period, because I could just talk about something over and over. He'd be like, I get it. I'm like, I know, but see what I was trying to say, you know, when he, he's like, I, I understand. I mean, I know, but see, the, the other person, like, girl, shut up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, because he makes submitting easy, um, I, I just do it. And, and, and that go both ways. Yeah. You, you, you have the submitting areas as men. Yeah, because say there are times when we have maybe something we need to deal with, and her idea may be better than mine. 
it may be this may be the best route for us to go. So I come subject to that. I don't have a problem with that. My thing, let's get it done. Right. You know, I, I have a problem with it be stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, but 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 there are some areas that she's smarter than me in, and some areas I'm smarter than her in. So right. we we want to win. Brings we we yeah. well, it brings back. We want to win. So whatever it don't, I don't, I don't, it don't have to be my way. If 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 this gonna work for both of us, let's do it. You know, I mean. In some uh, relationships, <clears throat> it may not be submission. It may be a, con a, con a control thing. Uh, in our relationship, I mean, I'm my own person. So I'm not intimidated or he can't manipulate me. You know, I'm just that type of a person, even though it may appear because I'm quiet and I don't hardly talk or anything. He's not at home just, you know what I'm saying, like telling me what to do and this, that, and the third. I'm my own person, and when I look at our relationship, I look at it as we're one. So if he winning, I'm winning. And you know what I'm saying? Even though I, I, I have my finances and he have his finances, his money is my money. You know? And... But that's how it's set up because that's the type of person that he is. He's a giving person and he's a loving person. And I know, and he loves hard. And in doing, and then it, it just depends on who you're married to. Because having a man like this, he is, he's, he's a strong person, yes. But by him being a giver and him loving hard, a woman know how to manipulate. You know what I'm saying? To get what she wants. But I'm not that type of a person. Good, good. And, and also, too, uh, I wanted to throw this out. We've never had a financial problem in our 26 years of marriage because she, she's good with money. I'm good with money. And, and we know how to manage money. And, I mean, whatever she wants, she can have. That's, I'll get it for her. But then she can get it for herself, too. Right. I don't have an issue with that. So, I mean, she's a strong woman, man. She is strong. <laughs> She is strong, and then she's eight years older than me, you know. So, so it's a, it's a little different dynamics there because I like to be moved. I, you know, she can get in the room and be there for three days. I'm a I'm, she's I'm a home like, person. Yeah. She's a give home me a person. room where I just me and Jesus. And I had to get used to that because right. hey, now nah, you need to come on in here. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> didn't have enough time. But 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 now since we huh we got our own room now. Yeah. You know she got a room. I got a room. If, if she want to do what she do, she do it. I want to do what I do, and we good with that. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be up under each other all day. Yeah. That I, I like to be out eating and shopping and traveling right, right. and going to games, and she don't have no problem with that. She like to be at home, whatever she doing, reading. And, you know, and I don't have no issue with that. And we get, it worked for us. Right. Yeah. And that's a good question. So yeah. because now that was a question that people have. So. The difference in, in in the age, did that ever call? Was that ever an issue, or did you all always jive? Because some people have that question: like, is the age difference a big deal or not? Well, th there was times I felt that she was trying to treat me like I wanted a son. Huh? I, I don't think it was intentionally. I just think that it happened because of age difference. Because of age difference, and I wasn't having that. I ain't none of your son. I'm your man. Right. 
you know. And, and, and we bumped heads with them, but now we good. You know, we, we because like I said, we won now. But 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 going through the process, it, it took time for us to become get to this place. Yeah. I'll say it like that. But yeah, it was we bumped heads and and now you hold up, excuse me, you, uh, I ain't rocking you, you ain't talking to me like that. <laughs> you know, I had to remind her. You yeah. know, so of course we did have that 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 though that friction there in our yeah. relationship. You know, coming along. You know, and I assert my. When I when I when I become when I as, uh, become assertive and I assert myself, you know, uh, and I've been a, a boss and over people and I want stuff done, so I always tell people when you leave my presence, you are you, you know how I feel, and you know what I want to do, and so no nobody can come and tell you something. You can tell them your logic, but I'm going to listen. No, no, you know, you got to know. I won't date this guy because he's he's too young for me, or I will because you know vice versa. But the example that it can work too, yeah. and work with and work well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Roland. Well, my question tonight, mainly I believe, is for the for the the guys. <coughs> Excuse me. I was wondering, you know, since you guys are successful as you are and blessed as you are and attractive as you are, how do you guys keep yourselves pure and holy? Uh, how do you guys, I know the women chase after men like you. I know that. And my question is, how do you handle that? Well, well, let me say this. That's good. Well, I, I'm going to say this. Women don't chase after me. I don't carry myself like I'm available. That, that, that's one thing. I, I, I carry myself in a respectful way. I don't have you know, any type of conversation. You can't say anything to me. You know, so I don't really have a problem with women. I don't. I mean, now nah, when in the streets, I was a straight up whole monkey. I'm going to be real with you. But now I don't have a problem in Christian them with that because of how I carry myself. And then I don't let you come at me like that. You can't approach me like that. So I cut stuff off in my head. You know, and, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't really had a woman just come out and say I haven't for whatever reason. But I, 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 don't, I don't have that issue. I've had women that I can be driving. I've had women that pull up and wave. I wave back. <laughs> I'm not, not flirting, but I just, you yeah. know, being nice. But it was times where I, my, my wife and I, we would get into it, and I, I, I leave. And I, I've shared this story before. Every time I would leave, go to the quick trip, get a cup of coffee, uh, Mr. Stiletto would be right there. How you doing, Fred? You still saved? You still sanctified? You know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So. I stopped, when I, we would get into it, I just stopped, I, I stayed in the house. I didn't go to Quick Trip. I, I stayed in the house because there was always something out there, you know. Yeah. And these these are the forces you have to deal with, you know. 
you know, I ain't never been no bad looking guy. I knew plenty of women throughout the city. And I told my wife when I first met her, I said, I, I know a whole bunch of women. <laughs> Did I tell you that? So, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, and you just have to, you have to stay humble, man, and yeah. stay prayed up in this, yeah. in, in this area, you know, because the, the temptation is, is out there, you know. Now, I've had situations like that where we was into it, and I go somewhere and see somebody for date. And I knew it was the enemy. That was the enemy. It was the enemy. I knew it was Satan. You know, so now I get tempted. Don't get me wrong. Because I like women. What did you do? Run. I run. Run. You, you run. You run. Yeah, you run. You run. You know, you, you run. Um, we have another. We have another question from Facebook. They want to know, how did you know? That he or she was the one. How did you know? How did you know that he or she was the one? Well, I can tell you how we met. Yeah. Me and my wife had a mutual friend, and he called me one day. He said, "Man, what you doing?" I said, "Nothing." He said, "Why don't you come back?" When I went by, she was over there, and I had been asking him about her. And she had been asking him about me, but he never said anything. So he knew that we liked it. You know, we it was something there. So when I went over to the house, I saw her. What, what, did we have a conversation? Or we just spoke? No, we didn't, we didn't have a conversation. Okay, I saw you over there. Okay, so after that, when I, when I went to church, I pulled up right behind her. I start, it's like I start, you know, running to her different places. So one day we was leaving church. I said, I'm going to get some. Uh, some get up for nerves and say something to her. And I said something, but I said the wrong thing. But I was nervous. I was nervous. At that time, you asked, you said, can I get your number? He said, all right. And, and, and so, so, so we did exchange numbers. Did we talk right away? We didn't exchange numbers. We did? I got your number? Yes. And did and I call you right away? No, you did not. Okay. It was about a couple of weeks or a month later, and you had left a message on my voicemail. Okay. What drew me to her is her, her demeanor. I should see her in the choir. Man, she fine and fine. <laughs> and that's what drew me to her. And I started being attracted to her. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, like you were saying, ain't no man, I was at San Francisco Temple. And I had been there for like five and a half years. And the Lord had already told me I was going to be at Solomon Temple five years before I went. So when I went to talk to Bishop McDaniels, I said, Bishop, uh, the Lord told me it was time for me to move on. He said, well, son, did somebody hurt you? I said, no, nah, ain't nobody hurt me. He thought somebody hurt me and I was leaving. Then he right there, the Lord said, he said, son, your wife is over there. He said that right in the office. So when I got over there, I saw this other young lady, and I thought she was the one, but she wasn't. So then after that, you know, that little short period went by. I saw her, and I was attracted to her. And that's what, and after that, that's, and we, we dated for nine months, didn't we? Yeah. Nine months. <laughs> yep, nine months, and we've been married for 26 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it was a little, it's different than it is now. I mean, that was what, like 25, 26 years ago. And um, I was getting prophecies, you know, your husband on your way, you know how single people are in this 
husband on the way. I, I got to the point I was tired of people telling me, <laughs> prophesying to me that my husband on the way and, and I see him and he writes, I was getting tired of it. I don't want to hear that no more. And uh, when he joined the church, because I never, I never actually saw him, but he used to come there. He had been coming there for I'd a couple of years. Part, and did you ever see me though? Did you notice? I remember you, yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know him. And I, my first time when I saw him was when he actually came, when he actually joined the church. And when he joined the church, the Holy Ghost say that's the husband. So I just started um, looking at him from afar. And I had my uh, godmother was there. And so one day in Sunday school, I asked her about him. Then I saw that he was with my friend, my best friend, because people thought we were together, but we weren't. We were just friends. So I started asking him about it. But the thing about it is he never would, like, he would never answer my questions. I don't know if he answered his questions, but he would never answer my questions. He would always say, why are you asking me that? I just want to know. And then that's when he started. So he didn't say anything. And he and later he said, I wanted to see for myself God putting you all together. Because if I would have interfered, then I would have felt like it would, I had a part. So by him not saying anything and staying out of it, it was he saw that it was God. Now, and I used to say that, oh, you know, ask the Lord, is this your, your husband and all this? I don't do that now because Nowadays, you really seriously, it's more than just somebody just being saved. And we we had problems that we wouldn't have had any problems had it would have been not just saved and the Lord said, because you know the Lord say, and you still going to have some problems, some trials and tribulations, right? You got to go through that process. It was a lot of things that we would have overcame had we took the time to, you know, get ourselves together, work on ourselves, get to know each other more, ask a whole lot of questions, and, you know, and all that is find out the compatibility. My thought was I could care less. When I heard God's voice and I knew it was God, I, it didn't matter. It really didn't matter. But the one thing I can say in that, in the hard times and the trial times, I knew God put us together, and that helped in, you know, in me still going through that, through that process. But I would not recommend that now. You really seriously have to get to know people, people that are close to you, people that, that you trust, that you can say, that you can go out with. Because I went out with my, my best friend, and when I say she, she if somebody's crooked, She'll let me know. And when I took her with me, with him, there was nothing, nothing at all, you know. So, you know, things like that. And then taking them to your pastor and then inviting them to church. And then I heard somebody say, well, where are men? Because people say, well, men are not in the church, but where are they? And what type of man do you want? So where are those type of men? You know, where, the, where do those men hang out? Well, men that hang out in bars, are those the type of man that you want as a husband? The type of man you want as a husband, where are they? Where do they hang out? You know, you can, you can find them in places. I want to say one last thing. 
God is always working on both ends. My wife sat by her first lady for how long? How many years? 18 years. 17 years. Right next to her. So God was already preparing her to be a first lady. See, so that's important too that we, 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 we do it in God's timing because he has a bigger picture in place. Because, I mean, she's, she's the first lady like no other. But she sat right, right next to her first lady for 18 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's what it was. I asked God why when he said that he, he was my husband. So I asked him, Lord, why are you putting us together? And he says, for the ministry. Because he knew what type of woman that you needed. And I didn't know what type of woman I needed. I didn't know. So we're gonna have this last question, and then, um, and then we can answer that question. Uh, I think we need to do a part two. Oh, yeah. Right. I think we need to come back next week. I think we need to do next okay. week too. Amen. So, yeah. Yeah. And I don't really have a question. I got more of a statement, but I wanted to get this out before it was over with. Um, me and my wife, we was blessed enough to have premarital counseling, and uh, we totally opposite. But it helped me to understand her, and I'm sure it helped her understand me. And I know you all talk about that when you all counseling. But for couples that haven't had counseling, I strongly suggest, even if y'all been married 20, 30 years, you can still do it. But also, what helped me, I'm going to say tolerate, but understand my wife, is personality tests. Because if I hadn't it saw what her personality was on paper. That's good. That's good. <laughs> And, and also just understanding like love languages and, yeah. and what's important to her might not have been important to me and I kind of heard y'all kind of touch on that too but I strongly suggest personality test five love languages if you don't know your mate's love language you, you, you treading on you know you just you spinning your wheels you know no, I had to learn her she had to learn mine you know so that's all I didn't have a question I just want to say that Amen. that's good that's good that's good so, um, part two, next uh, week. How we met. Oh, oh, oh how we, okay, how we met and then part two, and then we're going to okay. take up the offering. So, ours was totally different. Um, I, this is going to sound funny. I, I was kind of forced to meet him. <laughs> I actually worked with his brother. Uh, I was working at Bub and Coy's. I don't know if y'all know Bub and Coy's. And his brother was a really good friend of mine, and he just said, I got a, I got a brother I really want you to meet. You know, you a hardworking woman. You nice. You don't have no, you're not dating nobody. I'm like, stop making me like a charity case. You're not dating nobody. But my brother just moved here, and he got transferred here from Ford Motor Company. And he just need a really nice girl to hang out with. I'm like, okay, Ford. Good job. Okay. All right, I'll try it. Well, when I, he called me, he was like, yeah, I, I, I ain't got two or nothing. I just got home from the penitentiary. I'm like, What? <laughs> No, he said you just transferred from Ford. I remember the story. <laughs> and I'm like, so then when he said it, he was like, yeah, so I want you to come by. You know, I really want to see you. And I'm like, you're never going to see me. <laughs> and ever, never going to see me. So he constantly, he like called me every day to the point I had my sisters. Young Stacy and I was like, if that's Fred. 
is just tell him anything. I'm not, he just keeps calling. That's when you had house phone. You didn't have cell phone. It's like, he just keep calling. I'm not here. Is that Brad? I'm not here. So his brother's like, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't come meet my brother, I'm going to bring him to your house. Because I was to do hair. I used to do his curls. It was when Jerry curls. I was doing his curls in my kitchen. So I'm going to bring him over here if you don't come meet him. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm like, so what do you look like? You got, like, French braids? You know, because in my mind, people that have been in jail wore French braids. Like, you got, like, French braids. I'm, like, totally green, y'all. Like, you got, like, French braids. Like, what did you do? You know, I'm like, I'm scared to meet you, literally. <laughs> so We talked for three months before I we met. I would not meet him. I would not. And we end up. Uh, no, I came to your house. Yeah. Against my own will because your brother's right. scared. That's like they punked me in to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> And so I went, and so when I got there, I'm like, okay, well, they, he was nice. I was like, okay, he's handsome. But he had, like, a bunch of brothers, and it was the weirdest thing. They all sat in the, I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, they're going to get me. I'm the only girl there. They are, all like, all in the living room on the couch. And so they just all sitting there looking at me, and I'm looking at them. I'm like, <laughs> but every, like, every three minutes, one of them would get up and go to the peephole, open the peephole, close the peephole, and come back, sit back down. Open the peephole. I was like, somebody looking for them? <laughs> She's like, what, what have I? I'm not saying to myself, if I can just get out of here, I'm, pro- I'm, never co- I'm never coming back. I'm not coming back. So it was very awkward, but after talking to him for a while, it was like, he was like, he had a great heart, and he was working at Hardee's. And I'm like, so he would just say, all I need is a pack of cigarettes. You can have my whole check. I'm like, that's the man for me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, he, it, I had, that's, that's it right there. I mean, no, I dated around. Nobody had ever said you can have my whole check. It's like I just need a I pack mean, of we, cigarettes. We a flat. And I brought, I got a flat tire. He bought my car. tires. Yeah. He's like, just buy me a pack of cigarettes. You can go get your tires. You can have my check every week. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's the man for me. <laughs> And I, I, I worked that hard for right. what, about two years? Yeah. But I wasn't saved. We weren't, neither yeah, one of us we was saved. saved. We didn't we save. So, saved, you know. yeah, I'm just like, just like it was a good picking. Money, I work hard, man, that's it. That's all I knew. That's it. And then later care. on, I asked, I said, why, why did you choose? He said, man, I just saw a lot of great potential. Going on. And he had a great heart. He had yeah. a great heart. He had a great and heart. I didn't want to, uh, uh, I, I, I kept telling my mom, I said, mom, this girl, I'm going to marry her. She said, boy, you play too much. I said, Mama, she got my nose wide open. <laughs> and, you know, because a lot of times when reading them, the mother boys kept coming to the door because women, they always was at mom's house looking for us, you know. Right. That, yeah. That's what I found out later, <laughs> but, but I, was I didn't have that problem. Yeah. I mean. And I, and I told uh, Mama, did Carol call me? She said, no, such and such call. I was like, Mama, read my lips. Did Carol call me? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we was together. We talked, and, I mean, we was together, what? Eight, eight months. Time, eight months. And, and we uh, got married. Yeah, we got married. Yeah. Wow. So, and so 32 years later. Yeah. yeah. And, there, and God wasn't in it, but God knew the plan. Yeah. So, you know, because here we are. Here we are. So it's offering time, y'all. <laughs> we went way over, but I think this was a, I enjoyed, did you all enjoy it? Did y'all enjoy this? Amen. So all our singles are ready. Y'all getting ready? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amen. 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 Next week we'll start at 7:30.
um, so that we can have more time and not stay over as late. But thank you for your patience. Amen. We need to talk about sex next week. Yeah, because it's, 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 a, it's an issue with that with people. So. It's the most important. Married couples, stand up. All the couples in here, stand up on your feet, on your feet. Okay, there's all 60 of our couples right there. So what we need, all of you that are not signed up. Okay, who's not signed up? Raise your hand high. I'm going to put you on the spot. I am. Okay, great. Are you coming? Yes. Yes. See, look at that. Amen. So we need, because we, we are trying to be that mirror, guys. We, we are the attraction to those who are not married. And we want to be um, the magnet in showing the city that heterosexual marriages still work well. Uh, the, Maurice and Dorian, I see y'all stand up. Okay. I love them. I can bother them like that. So what we need you all to do is we need you on that list tonight and um, Sunday. We need you to make a deposit. Here's what the, the deal is. If you're staying at the hotel, you need to call the hotel and reserve your room. They're going to hold it on your card. You do not have to pay until you check out. The difference that you need to pay uh, here is $123. So you can hold the credit card, your room on your credit card, and then you can pay the difference of that two fifty here. That makes sense? Because we can't hold everybody's room. That that's the difference. You have to hold your own room. So you'll pay for your own room, and then you'll pay the difference for the dinner and the class here. Okay. Okay. Let's make it happen, y'all. All right. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna have a great time. So we need you there. We need you there. So it's two fifty. The total is two fifty, but you're gonna pay for your room with your you, yourself, because the rooms are one twelve at like one thirty something with tax, and the balance is one twenty two here. So that will equal up to four two fifty. Okay, so we're expecting you guys to be, and if you're engaged, you can come. You can come, and then those that you are coming, invite a couple. Don't be selfish and do this by yourself. Okay, great. Yes. Father, thank you for this offering that we received tonight. We pray, God, that you would use it for your glory, that you would bless those that gave and those that desire to give. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. You dismissed.